Hello and welcome back to United United. This is match day seven of the Premier League. It's episode 10 of the podcast and you're here with Jem and Dave. Hello there. Double figures, Jem. We've got to double figures. We have. It's going well. Going really well. Um, speaking of going well, uh, is the quintuple still on? Just about. We're still in. We're still in all five competitions. Well, we've won one. Betway Cup holders. We're still in the other four, so it's still on. Good, good. That's good to hear. Um, I'm surprised about that response actually after what's happened uh, in match day seven. So, West Ham, Brentford, Dave. You before we went into that game um, in the last episode, you said West Ham are going to go all the way. And win the Europa League. I did. Were you confident going into the Brentford game? Well, Jim, I am very disappointed at this result. Incredibly disappointed. It is the most disappointing result of the weekend, obviously, for me. And um, I'm going to tell you why I'm disappointed. I'm really disappointed that West Ham scored a goal. That's what I'm really disappointed about. I predicted, if you remember... A 2-0 win to Brentford. I remember. West Ham had to go and muck that up by scoring a goal. (laughs) So I'm really not happy with that because as a West Ham fan and as a pessimistic West Ham fan, my job is to predict wins for the opposition. And, you know, Jem, as a psychologist as well, and as you know, as the listeners may or may not know, um, we both work for a gold medal winning international sports team. Uh, we don't like to talk about it, uh, but that's what, that's what we do for a living. And um, as part of that psychology, uh, I prepare myself for the worst. <laughs> and um, so hence my predictions uh, are always negative and then I can't be disappointed. And that's, you know, top-class international psychology. So, although I I am now disappointed because my prediction didn't come exactly right. Uh, So, I'm very, very disappointed in West Ham for scoring a goal, and particularly Jared Bowen. What was he thinking? I said 2-0, and he has to go and spoil it. So, but the quintuple is still on because uh, we're still in that competition. You don't get knocked out of the Premier League by one dodgy result against Brentford. Uh, So... The only other part of my prediction that didn't go well was I did predict Ivan Tony would score two goals, so apologies for that. But I'm pretty happy overall with uh, with that result. Not as happy, I'm just going to say, um, not as happy as I was with the, uh, the most uh, important thing that happened to me this weekend or the most exciting thing that happened to me this weekend was um, I managed to get some petrol. So I was driving down the A5. I'm sure you'd like to hear this story, Gem. It's like going out in your car. It's like you're in a sort of Mad Max dystopia at the moment. Yeah. Fighting for fuel. Yeah. So I was going down the A5 in my car, pushing cars out of the way. You know, cars were overtaking me. I was overtaking them. And in the distance, I saw the lights of a BP garage. Oh, really? I thought, hang on a minute. Those lights are on. Um, Slammed on the brakes, turned into the garage, and sure enough, queue of four cars managed to top up. Obviously, topped up my um, all my petrol cans as well, 
there was a bit of room left in the back with all the toilet rolls, but I managed to get the petrol cans in and, um, yeah, very, very happy. So that was my highlight of the week, Jem. Wow. Wow. How about, how about you, Jem? So you've had a, if I remember rightly, going into the Everton game, I asked you for prediction and you said something like, um, I'm not going to predict the score, but I will predict that we will win. Um, I have seen the result and I don't think you won. So, Jem, talk us through that. Yeah. So, Man United didn't win. However, it's another win for all the fans that want Ollie out. <laughs> so, that he's doing well you? at doing that. I don't want to say I am yet, but I'm getting close to Ollie out. I'm getting very close to Ollie out. Um, he just, he just never fails to amaze me with his decisions. He played a weakened lineup. We knew Everton were going to be weak. They had a lot of injuries, but like I said last week, injuries doesn't matter against Man United because you know you can, you can still lose a game if you're playing against someone's B team, like like the West Ham game in the Carabao Cup. Uh, so we went one 0 up. Yeah, fine, and Oli decided to bring on the cavalry. Uh, but what he failed to do was take off Fred. <laughs> so, I think I must have been confused last week. I mentioned something about Fred, and said, I think I said he had a future at Man U. <laughs> yeah, left back, I think, was what you were talking about. Yep, left back, left back. However, Ollie wanted to play him in centre midfield today, and uh, well, not today, at the weekend, and um, it just didn't go well. It didn't go well at all. For anyone who's seen Everton's goal, Fred looked like uh, a baby trying to fight against adults. He got shoved off the ball twice. Everton went through and scored. Wasn't it from... Um, didn't you have a corner? It was straight from a corner. Straight from your corner? Straight from our corner. They went up the other end and scored. All because Fred failed to put someone into Rosette. Take a yellow card. No. He can't do that. And I'm getting more and more frustrated with with the name Fred. Um, and I apologise to everyone that listened to the last episode and I said, he's got a future. I can imagine people clenching their fist, fists listening to that. I am disgusted in him. Disgusted in him. <laughs> they were clenching their fists going, oh, good. At least Jem's got a heart after all. He's, he's making room for Fred. He's making room for his heart in, in his heart for Fred. And now you've turned on him. It's... No, there's no more chances for him. Fred Straited <laughs> is the word. We're not changing that ever. Staying. <laughs> um, yeah, and we, you know what? We deserve to lose actually because we were terrible. Well, we weren't that bad. We were okay, but we were overall terrible against that opposition. I just do, do want to say one thing as well. Um, one thing did brighten up my my day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's when Everton thought they had a second goal, and Yerry Mina ran into the corner pulled out this awful celebration, dancing in the corner. <laughs> and then VAR ruled it out and he had to run back 90, 90 yards back up the pitch while everyone sarcastically yelled at him. So that was uh, that was probably the highlight of the game for me. Um, but yeah, Ollie, Ollie is ruining Ronaldo. It's sickening to see. Ronaldo didn't play. Uh, yeah, he benches Ronaldo. Uh 
and your saviour. Yeah, I'll save you. He brings Ronaldo on, and what happens? We concede the goal. Wow. Uh, yeah, and I bet my my mum is very smug listening to this as she is an Everton fan. Um, oh, we so. a big shout out to your mum, Debbie, because it was her birthday yesterday, was it? Well, her birthday is actually tomorrow. Oh, but yeah. Tomorrow. So, so yeah, she doesn't know when we're recording this, so we could say it's today. Happy birthday, <laughs> mum! <laughs> yeah, happy birthday, Debbie. Um, yeah. That that was the present. Ollie gave you a present there, so so congratulations. Um, a one-one draw at Old Trafford. <laughs> and the state of Ollie's bus now. Ollie's bus. Yeah, uh, he's had, had its wheels off. He's had its wheels put back on again. They were going round and round last week. Where well, are we now. He's run out of fuel. <laughs> I know a BP garage, Jim. Yeah, down the A5. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think he's going to see the light. I don't think he's going to get there. So, uh, yeah. Luckily, we've got an international break now for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. You can't, you, at least you can't lose for the next two exactly. weeks. Exactly. Yeah. Not, not much disappointment in the in them next couple of weeks. But, yeah, Ollie, Ollie is getting very close to being Ollie out for me. Yeah. Um, he, he's done a great job. He's turned the club around. But if we want to go to the next level like we should be, uh, we need to get rid of PE teachers and bring in trophy winners. Yeah, or at least a cover teacher, as we discussed a couple of episodes yeah. away ago. And also, he has turned it around 360 degrees. I think it's facing the same way as when he came in. So that's just my personal view. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, obviously, there's that little there's that little video of him uh, <laughs> in, in that corridor trying to turn a bus around. Well, that, that's for another day. The Austin um, Powers moment. Yeah. So, so speaking of uh, of Everton, yeah, it looks like uh, West Ham may be meeting Everton in a couple of weeks. Is that right? Well, it's going to be another rivalry on this podcast between one of us and your mum, because you're right. Um, West Ham are away to Everton. It's live on TV. Mm. It's going to be a feast of football. Toffees versus the Hammers at Goodison. Um, and I guess you're going to ask me for a prediction. I was going to ask you for a prediction. I haven't given this one much thought, but I'm either going to say 1-0 to Everton or if I'm being a little bit more pessimistic, 3-0 to Everton. I think this has got a West Ham defeat written all over it. I think the problem we've got at the moment, Jem, is it is the Europa League syndrome, isn't it? I think we've lost both of our... <laughs> Sunday games after playing in Europe. Okay. And I know we're not playing in Europe after the Everton games. It's international break, but I just feel like this is, uh, yeah, this isn't going to go well this season. Um, although the quintuple is still on and until it's mathematically impossible to win the league, I'm going to keep using that line because it's a, it's a good line. One thing yeah, I have but... noticed, Jem, yeah. I don't know if you've noticed this and I don't think this is a particularly I don't think there's any mileage in this, but it's just something I noticed. There's a lot of last-minute stuff going on in these games we follow, isn't there? So you've had your last-minute goal ruled out. West Ham had a last-minute goal scored against them. Mm. You had the last-minute Lingard goal in the league um, and the pe- and then the penalty miss in the league. Penalty game. <laughs> <laughs> you had the... Um, what else have we had? There was something else. Oh, the Leeds game, where we scored the winner in the last minute. Yep. Yep. So there's there's a lot, and wasn't there the penalty miss? Yeah, the 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 penalty miss for you guys. 
Yeah, and then we had Ronaldo as well in the last minute in the Champions League. So this is turning into a bit of a last-minute thing. There's a last-minute mm. theme going on. So maybe Everton will score a fourth goal in the last minute. So <laughs> let's watch that space. Well, well, for that game, for that fixture, yep. West Ham versus Everton, mm. there's a bit of conflict there, isn't there? That's uh, Moyes' old club, or one oh, of his old clubs. So one of his old clubs, yeah. I just want to pick up on one of Moyes' quotes after yep. the Brentford game. Yep. He, um, he went on a bit of a rant uh, about the referee, but then he said, we conceded because of stupid defending. I wonder who he was talking about there, because if I was a West Ham defender, I would be fuming at that comment. They're all stupid in their own sweet way, Jim. <laughs> I don't know which one he'd be talking about, and I don't want to single one out. Um, no, to be fair, look, West Ham have um, they have done much better. We do. We used to be able to set the West Ham defence to Laurel and Hardy music. Um, and it's a long time since I've had to do that. They they are, have been a lot better. But believe me, we're starting to sort of make silly mistakes. The, the noble penalty thing was bonkers a couple of weeks ago against your lot. <laughs> and we're starting to look like um, clowns again. So let's hope that doesn't continue. Uh, I don't yeah. take any pleasure in that, Jim. And one more point as well. Mm. Uh, something that I scribbled down after, after my after after watching the game. Um, obviously, a lot of our listeners will have been changing their fantasy teams because of you. <laughs> oh, so yeah. they would have been saying, you know, oh, Dave said let's put Ben Rama in our team, uh, and they probably did that. Ben Rama comes up against his old club, and he goes missing. What would you say to that? What would you say to all the listeners that have sacrificed? money in their fantasy teams and had to put Ben Rama in. Well, to be it's... fair, I've also um, been saying get Antonio in your team and he did nothing as well. So I am, <laughs> if nothing else, Jem, I am consistent. Very true. Very good. And, you know, you only need to look at my fantasy league scores. I'm averaging 30s this season, <laughs> uh, which for anyone that doesn't play fantasy league is woeful. Um, so I'm nothing if not consistent, Jem, and that's all I'm prepared to say on the matter. In other words, no, I'm going to say something else. Just do the opposite of what I say. Just don't do what I say. That's quite simple. Yes, that's fair point. fair point. So, yeah, who who's your next opponents? Yep, so we are uh, travelling to the King Power Stadium. Oh. We will be away at Leicester. Uh, the Foxes. The Foxes. Uh, but, I, you know, I'm not worrying about that. That's, that's an easy game for us. Uh, they're on bad form. We're going to bounce back. Ronaldo needs to bounce back after being managed by his... Well, all he's not fit to lace his boots, really, is he? So, Ronaldo's going to bounce back for Man United. So, yeah, I predict a 3-1 win for Man United away at Leicester. Uh, like I said, I'm not concerned about that game. That's uh, that's an easy win for us. Easy win. So you're you're categorically saying that at the end of that game, Jamie Vardy will not be having a party. Correct. You heard it here first, folks. Okay. Well, that's yes. a bold prediction. Yeah. Well, you know what? I am the overconfident Manchester United fan. So <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah, I am. I've had a couple of days to calm down after after Saturday, and yeah, I believe we're bouncing back with a win. Especially after the two weeks off uh, because of the international break. So, 
What about um, your second team this week, Dave? So, uh, there's another yeah, team second... in, uh, in, 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 in Claret and Blue, wasn't it? It was. I was supporting another Claret and Blue team this week, Dean Smith's Aston Villa. And uh, do you know what? I'm going to go straight on to, I'm going to combine this bit with my most frustrating person of the okay, week. Okay. So my most frustrating person of the week, and my son will be delighted to hear this because my son, Charlie, who's a listener to this podcast, um, he cannot stand Dean Smith. <laughs> he thinks he is an imposter, should not be managing a <laughs> football club, let alone a Premier League football club. And I've got to say, he's let me down badly. I really honestly believed in Dean Smith and thought that he was going to go his, take his team to the Spurs stadium and do the business. Yep. I mean, Spurs. He's lost to Spurs, Jim. They've <laughs> lost to Spurs. That, how humiliating is that? It's unbelievable. Yep. I mean, Dean Smith said himself, they're on a bad run. We're going to catch them cold. There's a chance here to, to get a result. And they go and lose 2-1. It is just, you know, hang your head in shame, yep. Dean Smith. Uh, I'm very, very disappointed and feel very let down by, by my team, Villa. Uh, I was a Cockney villain for a day and it's done nothing for me. So it's just left a bitter taste in my mouth, Gem. It, so. it, is, it is embarrassing by Villa. And what does it say about Man United after we lost at home to Villa last week? So. <laughs> that makes you worse than Spurs, I think. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, we are truly rotting. <laughs> so now I know your second team this week caused a huge amount of issues for you. A bit of what us psychologists like to call cognitive dissonance. Uh, I think that's <laughs> the right word anyway. So, Jem, it was Liverpool against Man City. You were ostensibly supporting Man City. I know that was really hard for you. Yeah, well, I actually go? jumped on the Villa bandwagon uh, and I was hoping for a Villa win as well. You did. Um, but I did say I'd cover this game and I watched it intensely. Yep. Quite an entertaining game, I must admit. It was it was good. It was two bang average teams playing against each other. <laughs> yeah, um, agree with that. Yep. But, you know, I can tie this in with my most annoying person of the week as well, actually. Yeah. Um, Obviously, it was 2-2. Uh, Salah scored a bit of a beauty. However, I just want to pick up on that Salah goal. Uh, we've seen it before. <laughs> All the Liverpool fans, Sky Sports, everyone's going crazy about this goal. We've seen it before. In that end of the of Anfield, by Eden Hazard, he you know, ran inside out of all their Liverpool defence and he smashed one into the far corner. And it was beautiful. It was much better than that lucky goal. So... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I just want to. I just wanted to mention that because I'm getting a bit sick of all these, you know, comparisons to Messi and Ronaldo. Well, quite right too, Jim, because I've watched that goal, the Salah goal, and when he he collects the ball and then he turns right and he does a little shuffle, which looks really clever, but he just happens to hit the ball onto his standing foot, which may, yep. makes it bounce forward. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. And then he does like a mo the most predictable sort of in outside in move to try and shift the ball back onto his, whichever foot it was he scored with. And um, he, um, you know, the Man City player just fell over. So it made it, made it easy for him. And then, I, honestly, I thought the keeper should have saved it. I, I didn't think it was that hard a shot. 
So I agree. I agree completely, Dave. I agree with that. Uh, I'm with you there. Yeah, he's you know overhyped. He is the Egyptian Dan James. That's what he is. <laughs> that is what he is. Um, Have we got any Liverpool listeners that we're upsetting? Uh, not that I know of. Okay, uh, I hope good. they're listening. We can keep um, going then. Yeah. Because uh, the so, other thing I wanted to say, uh, uh, Gem, just briefly, if that's okay, yeah, is, yeah, um, yeah. you know, we one I, I did sort of say last time that one outcome for this could leave you happy was multiple sendings off and points deductions. And mm. we nearly got there. We nearly got there. And to be fair, Milner, how he stayed on the pitch. I mean, there were three bookable offences. Uh, one book of offence before he even got booked. So he should have been off in the first half. But the third one, how he stayed on the pitch. And to be honest, I would have sent off Henderson as well, just for being around the, the situation. <laughs> so that's two Liverpool players could have gone. Pep, you know, <laughs> well, I don't even get me started on him. Ranting and raving about it. He should have been, He should have gone. And then I'm sure we could probably find a few City players that, should have gone for some reason or another. So I was a bit disappointed we didn't see more red cards. That's what I'm trying to say here, Jim. Well, you know what, Dave? That sets me up perfectly for my most annoying player or most annoying person of the week because my most annoying person is Paul Tierney, the referee of that game. Right. Uh, He he probably frustrated me that much this weekend that I had to leave the room at one point. (laughs) Um. And it was exactly that moment where Milner should have been sent off. That was a disgrace. Yeah. Bernardo Silva was having a great game. Yeah. Um, he was getting fouled all over the pitch. Um, and then Milner sticks a lazy leg out and makes him nearly land on his head. Uh, how on earth that wasn't a second yellow? And you know what? We give Pep a bit of stick, but I would have reacted like that. It was disgusting. Uh, that referee... Might as well have been sat in the cop, blowing his whistle from there because we knew what was going to happen. Man City were up against it this week. They were playing against twelve men. Um, disgusting, absolutely disgusting. And it's not the first time I've been annoyed at the referees or the officials in in these podcasts. They really, really know how to ruin our beautiful game, don't they? They certainly do. And in fact, the fact that you had to leave the room that is going to send a strong message to Paul Tierney. He uh, he's going to have to sit up and listen to that. I hope so. I hope so. I, I hope his kids are listening as well. <laughs> they, they 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 should be ashamed of their father for that performance. That was a disgusting performance. I don't know what to say to that, Jim. Um, but I can hear that you've had it up to the top of your head with Paul Tierney this week. I've had it to the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> you know what. It was a good game. Um, City probably could have won it. Um, well, they would have won it if Milner had been sent off, if, if justice was served. But, you know what? I couldn't care less about either team. So, it, it's probably a good result for United in the end. And, and for West Ham as well, if the, if the quintuple still on Dave. So, probably that, a good result for us. That is true. It's a good result all round, isn't it? Uh, yeah, a better exactly. result would have been points deduction. But uh, I'm, st- I'm hoping the Premier League are still monitoring that game and figuring out how they can deduct points from do- both teams. You know, we can live in hope there. Uh, It brings us on to, I think, Jem, I've got to say here, we're all over the place with the running order of this podcast because we've sort of jumped into our most frustrating uh, people of the week. Uh, I think we've done my team's, oh, I don't know where we are. Who's Man United got next? Have we done that one? We've done United. Right. Um, 
what I want to, what I do want to say uh, on this structure, just just with the Fred Strayton thing, I bet everyone is surprised that I haven't mentioned Fred. Yeah. But don't worry, Fred is also one of my most annoying players of the week. Oh, but sure. um, I just thought I'd give it. Well, you know what? I didn't think I'd give him a break. I thought I'd give myself a break from the stress levels of thinking about his performance again. So we, what we need to do now, Dave, is talk about our second team for the next uh, next Premier League fixture. Uh, oh, brilliant. You've rescued fixture. it. Thank you. So, if, if, so if, since we were talking about you know the, the two scum teams before, um, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll just jump in because there's yeah. been a bit of news today. Um, so yeah. my second team, I'm going to be um, a Hornet. And they are going to be represented by the tinker man himself, Mr. Claudio Ranieri. Wow. Watford yes. versus Liverpool at Vicarage Road on the 16th, I believe. Yes, I did see that. Watford have jettisoned their, something like their 15th manager in the last 11 years or their 11th manager in the last 15 years. One of those two. Crazy and, club. Yeah, bonkers. It's just the way they operate. It's the way they roll. But they brought in Ranieri and I think we can all get behind him. Oh, definitely. Uh, Premier League winner. Exactly. This is the perfect game. Um, It's finally a club that I can be, I can be proud of supporting. Um, They've got a real manager in charge. He's going to send Klopp back to Germany. Um, It's going to be, it's going to be fantastic to see, you know, Vicarage Road is going to be booming. Uh, Watford are going to win. Just yeah. like they did. I don't know if anyone remembers, but when Watford ended Liverpool's uh, streak in in the COVID Premier League, the, the Premier League that didn't count when Liverpool won the Premier League, you, I'm sure you remember that. I do remember that. That was a joyous moment. Yeah. yeah so the, I, I can see deja vu. The Premier League with an asterisk, the Premier League title with an asterisk next to its name doesn't really count. That was yeah, that exactly. season. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So it's going to be a great game, and. Uh, Talking about second teams, Dave, who's your uh, second team going to be uh, in a couple of weeks' time? So, Jem, my second team, says he frantically looking at his notes and can't remember who his second team... Who's my second team, Jem? Just remind me. Your second team are the Magpies. Of course. How could I forget the Magpies? I'm going to be a Cockney Magpie. Um, we're taking on Spurs at St. James's Park. And, you know, with Steve Bruce at the helm, what could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the guy is, he is managing that team to something. I'm not quite sure what. <laughs> uh, I know the Toonami love him, uh, or is that they hate him? I'm not sure. But he has got, he, well, he's ex-Man United, isn't he? He's, he United. he's got that pedigree and I am very, very confident that he can I was going to say march the Magpies to victory, but I don't think Magpies march, do they? They they fly In fact, some Magpies were having a fight on the roof across the road from me this morning with a, with a crow <laughs> uh, There was about 10 of them taking on a crow wow. and it was a sight to behold, I've got to say, Jem they really organise themselves well and I think if the Magpies of... Uh, Newcastle can arrange and organise themselves as well as the Magpies on the roof across the road did. Spurs won't have a chance. So yep. I am really, really looking forward to that game. Uh, yep. Newcastle supporter, it's uh, like a dream come true. So uh, 
Yep, I'm predicting a Newcastle comfortable win, three uh, one. Oh wow! Yeah. I, I I seem to remember a I think it was in the reverse fixture maybe last season or this season before at the at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium one of their first games in the in the new ground, and Joe Linton scored the the only goal of the game, uh, and Newcastle left with a one nil. So hopefully that'll be that'll be similar similar. Joe Linton, yeah. Newcastle goal scoring legend. Exactly. Filling, filling the boots of Shearer and Malcolm McDonald. Uh, who's he, Jem says, but that's a long time ago. Uh, yeah, well. so... <laughs> but no, you, you predict a 3-1 win. Okay, that's good. Yep. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes in, uh, in a couple of weeks. And Is there anything else you'd like to cover before we end this podcast or this episode? I think we've done it, Jem. I think we've covered, we've ticked all the boxes. We've covered all the items one way or another, in some haphazard way. Yep. But we're there. So, no, I've got nothing else to say. Um, looking forward to the international break. Uh, looking forward to seeing some West Ham players pop up in inter- on international duty, see how they get on. And uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Definitely. Uh, I can tell you I am really excited for um, a couple of weeks of not seeing Ollie and Fred <laughs> on in my TV, you know, I'm really looking forward to that. So thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you next time. Goodbye.